Yo, hello, it's Yuzi here and it's so good to be back. Uh, fucking hell, there's so much going on, I can't even wrap my head around where to begin. Uh, but we're all still alive, we're ploughing through, there's light at the end of the tunnel <coughs> and uh, pretty soon we're going to be out of this shit and back into venues and gigs and it's going to be amazing. So um, what have we been up to? There's, there's been some... Uh, some loads of shit going on so Broken Bricks have got a new single out um, that dropped on the 19th of March uh, which is out on all platforms now so me and Warren and Chrissy have been busy just working on that getting it out the door um, and uh, yeah it got picked up by uh, the Tinnitist and um, and uh, selected as the third best out of 100 singles that got released last weekend so we're well happy with that. So, um, yeah, man, there's a bit of buzz coming up on that one, so you should get out to the, your streaming platforms, Broken Bricks, and the tune is NASA. Or go over to YouTube, actually, Broken Bricks, and uh, check it out on there. And, uh, yeah, well, give us your feedback. Um, me, I... So, me, Warren, and Chrissy, um, for each single that we release with Broken Bricks, we're going to have uh, guests on to appear on each EP. So the first one is going to be for Slow Down, uh, which was originally released back end of last year. Um, and Buddy Peace, um, Strange Famous Records, has been kind enough to jump on this one and do us a nice little remix, and it is a banger. Uh, Warren's got one as well on there, me and Chrissy. But we are going to release the EP um, as Broken Bricks as well, so look out for that one. Um yeah, and all of this is leading up to the uh, summertime launch of the full album, which is uh, A Perfect View to Run, which is going to be coming out. So loads of shit going on between me, Warren, Chrissy, and the Broken Bricks clan. Uh, we have got also a band called Peng Shui, who are friends of ours, have uh, have got a new single out called Eat the Rich, and you need to go and listen to this track. Um, it's a crossover between grime and punk and it's fucking massive uh, so get out there and have a listen to it um, which brings me on to our next guest so this is Fatty Bassman uh, my good friend from sunny Blackpool um, he's an absolute gent of a guy he's the bass player for uh, Peng Shui and the driving force behind bringing that band together um, he has such a unique style on bass that I can't even I can't even put it into words. Like he's just a he's a fucking genius that can turn that thing into anything you want it to be. Um, so he has been um, he he's been a bassist, a session bassist for, for his entire music, well his entire career. It's the only thing he's ever done. Um, but he's played with David Bowie, Lazarus Tour. Um, he's played with. Um, he play, He's also the bassist for Submotion Orchestra as well, uh, who I believe might be going out on the reunion tour pretty soon. Um, he plays bass in Peng Shui, and he's he plays session bass for a lot of other um, established artists and and and, uh, and what have you around the world. So he's he's just a really great guy to sort of sound out on. Uh, what he thinks about the world uh, as it currently stands today. I don't know what the fuck I'm on about now, so I'm going to shut up and let you listen to Fatty Bassman. Oh, it's probably worth mentioning that we did this podcast on Fatty's, uh, on his uh, barge. He, he lives on a can- on a canal. Uh, better not say where, but needless to say, he lives on a canal. And 
So we went onto his canal barge, <laughs> uh, and he, he set up his entire base rig um, that he tours with on the canal barge, and then went through his entire Helix pedal board of of like sub grime sounds. <laughs> uh, and it was it, the fucking. <laughs> I thought the boat was going to fall apart or something, but yeah. Um, so g- g- just check this one out. It's really good. Um, cool. See you in a bit. Me? Yeah, you have one. Turn it out now. Yeah. That's better. Yeah, you own that. Yeah, I think yeah, I've, um, I think it's all clear. Alright, cool. I've got three channels. Three, two and one. Give us a little test quickly. One, two. In the yeah. Yeah. Is that alright? Yeah, banging. Just play something like gnarly, like loud, and see how it takes it and then Sure? Yeah, we've I reckon three that one, mics. We've got three yeah, mics picking I think, it up. I think yours is getting it pretty good. Yeah. Probably don't want to override it though. Oh, oh man. Sounds, cool, sounds, yeah. sounds alright to me. It's yeah. pretty direct, yeah. Okay, cool. See the web on it, yeah, it's cool. Yeah? Boom. Alright, let's get going. Rolling. Fatty bass man. Hi mate. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for taking some time out, mate, to uh to come on through the door. Um, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's awesome, absolutely awesome to have you on, mate. Um, yeah, absolute pleasure. Yeah, yeah there's all sorts of reasons why we're so keen to, to to talk to you. One of them was obviously we come from the same place. We've got some similar friends and stuff like that. Blackpool um, crew. And so I've seen you kind of uh, through friends mainly, but start out and kind of you know take your base on the train down to London and just carve a career out for yourself. Yep. And um, I, you know, we're just super keen to understand a bit of, of how you started that, um, the reasons why you started it, and what what compelled you to do it, and then to hear some of the sounds that you've, you've you've kind of cornered a little bit of the market space, playing the bass in, in the grime world as well, which is obviously close yeah. to Warren's heart as well. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, just yeah. wanted to sort of hear some some noises and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Go through your rig and do all that. Yeah. Have a look under your uh, in, at your dirty bass gear. I'm up for it. <laughs> it's ready to be. Yeah. Exposed. Um, yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, where did it? Why? Why did you? Why the base? Where did it start for you, man? In Blackpool, where and then I just when I was at, I, I basically started playing acoustic, like classical guitar, and then I did all my grades quite early on. So when I got to high school, uh, which was Hodson, yeah, uh, the music teacher, he's like, oh well, because you've already done your grades, he just gave me a bass because there's no tuba players in the wind band. So I had a bass and played all the tuba parts on bass guitar in the really? band. Really? Yeah, yeah. Is that how you got started? Yeah, yeah. So that was like <laughs> first year yeah. high school. To I replace was, the tuba? Yeah, to play all the tuba lines. All the bass You know, part. like class like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, boom, yeah, yeah, boom, yeah. All that. So I did did, not did all that. that. And then, but at the same time, getting bang into like Metallica, Nirvana. Yeah. All that sort of, that era of music, which was cool. So, yeah. and But then, and then at the weekends playing in jazz orchestras. So like already it was pretty diverse, yeah. And then up north's really good for like big band and jazz, yeah. And there's a lot of guys that then went on to lead uni, which is what I did. So I just basically was yeah with my mates playing metal and rock, yeah. And then but then also playing in jazz bands, growing up. So I learned all my theory and all that kind of stuff of how to play play because jazz is wicked for that. Yeah, you kind of get all your techers kind of stuff down. And then and then and then I went to Leeds to do a jazz degree, 
sort of thing. Yeah. And then, but then from there, instead of living with jazz musicians, I live with producers. Right. So you remember Pete Cannon? Yeah. Do you know Pete Cannon? I know the name Pete Cannon. Pete was in Blackpool. Oh, so when we did, did Fat Jazz Collective, yeah, which yeah. was a funk band that I had in Blackpool, yeah. um, Pete was the scratch DJ. Right. Pete Cannon's now is like a quite a renowned like UK hip hop producer, works uh-huh. with all the high focus lot yep. and stuff. Yeah. Me and him co write all the Peng Shui instrumentals basically. Oh, okay. oh right, amazing. Right. But he's from Blackpool. Me and him then moved in together in Leeds when we were at uni. But he because he was a hip hop producer as I'd go to college and learn all my modes and all my jazz, for, but when I came back home, I was like recording with him, yeah. listening to loads of hip hop and mainly like electronic music. Yeah. So that was the main thing with that. So I just got straight into that realm, basically, yeah. of like producing, which is a nice thing because when you're doing jazz, you can, there's a lot of kind of, you're basically overplaying, you're basically mm. just doing mm. loads of stuff where when you have a producing head on, you're playing for the song or for the yeah. particular beat. Yeah. yeah, so it's quite nice to just yeah get a well-rounded sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. So w- was it always music for you? I mean, obviously, you've gone straight through the education part of it with with a clear set goal of of, of just that's what you're going to do for the for the rest of your life. Yeah, and it was just always going to be that. It's all I know, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if, I, I've been quite lucky because I've done a lot of different styles of music. Like basically like fingers in pies I've then mm. because of that I think stayed quite busy so maybe yeah, like yeah, yeah. certain things you know say like when dubstep popped off it mm. was like I was doing like big band gigs then that went massive and then I went on the road with Alex Clare because he got really big with that dubstep crossover thing and then yep. I tour with that and then that went quiet and stuff so like you kind of got to ride the ways because yeah. I've done got like a lot of different styles down I can then jump like flip between yeah. different stuff but sort of that div- being as diverse as possible is mad important because you, yeah. you, 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 you tend to like you appreciate so much more musically, don't you? And then people, and you meet yeah. bundles of different types of way people play. Yeah, and then it's, you, like, it's you grow from learn, like you do a jazz gig and you learn how they approach stuff, and mm. then but then you're the next day you'll be in in with a hip hop producer, and you'll learn his yeah. way, which will be could be completely unmusical, but mm. you'll take certain aspects of how they make a beat, and you'll yeah, be like, yeah. well. That makes complete sense, especially in electronic music, because there's so many rules you have to adhere to. Yeah, which is great because that's what makes that those types of beats yeah. or music amazing because they yeah. have to follow strict BPMs. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. The way that like they're like formulaic sort of ideas, but then that's what makes the tune. So, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's good. So, what, on the production side, then, when did you really start getting into into the into the producing? Producing was when... Because you're the producer for Peng Shui. You're kind of labelled as a producer, right, or not? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I basically... I suppose it's like it's like over overseeing it all. Yeah. I've, oh, okay. For, for, like, in terms of, like, all the projects start off with, like, me and Pete, and then I add everything. So it is, like, producing it all. I just know amazing mix engineers, right. basically. Yeah. So when it comes to that stage, I know too many amazing people that yeah. will do a far better job than me. Yeah. So I give them horrendous logic projects and just apologise. Right. Which yeah. is what, what I did today with Dom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just like, and they just scream at me, being like, why haven't you done that? Why haven't you done this? And I'm like, oh, sorry. Mm. But I'm quite scrappy. I just want to get all the ideas down. Yeah. And then I can get everything done and arranged and all the parts in. Yeah. And then I mainly work with... Dom, who I work with in Submotion Orchestra, right? He's amazing. That's who I was with today. Actually, yeah. we finished off a little project, and 
he's so good he's so musical but that he's like so fast as well and gets around everything he's just using logic x and mm. even sitting with him i'm learning yeah. loads you know that's yeah. really important like what well, we've both gone through stages and clearly you have is that like where you've been in a room and played as a band and then when you get to the point where you want to produce yeah it's like and you watch i mean you sit and watch people use logic or any door for that matter yeah and you just see i mean i sat watching dj zinc make tunes yeah. uh, genius and as you go and make tunes in the same studio environment watching them yeah i learned my like early production skills doing that right yeah and it's just amazing that everyone there's no like right way i mean like what did uh, did you like have any strict rules that you adhered to when you were started chucking like sounds into a door or not like what how, how did you work i just um no not really i just used it as a platform to get ideas down yeah. and then the more i then was sat in with other producers i'd start I'd start clocking how they would organise stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it's organising. It's like <laughs> labelling, bussing it, labelling, <laughs> bussing it all to the right place. Like this yeah. is that. That sounds nice on this. Blah blah. And then the more sessions you get in, I'm just like soaking all their sort of ideas up, basically, basically robbing all their yeah, production yeah, yeah. Well, that's techniques. That's what everyone does. That's what. Yeah, So you grow. Yeah. Yeah. You, exactly. What you but, tend to find out is you just you, you what you gain is shortcuts a lot of the time to make things simpler, and that's how you get yeah. quicker at stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, when you first start out, you overcomplicate the shit. Out yeah, of you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, put too much yeah. stuff on stuff, and then yeah. it, and then it's harder to mix. You, every you know, you've got all like fucking signals and transients and everything getting in the way of each other. Yeah. Um, we, we've, we've but you always end up just going that, stupid yeah. simple again, don't you? Of course you do. You take yeah. everything out you don't need. To. Yeah. <laughs> all yeah. the many, many, many layers of synth. It's like the one thing on its own sounds great. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. I'll just leave it and like, yeah. stick a just stick a sine wave under it or something just to make it. Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah. Like, it's mad, isn't it? Little little simple things. It's though, the like. way. It, yeah. The more I started playing like in the dubstep sort of scene, mm. especially that style of music. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, we did. Last year we did because I do the Outlook Orchestra, which is like oh, yeah, a kind amazing. of um, it's like a collective of musicians that play the music. You know, like yeah. Outlook Orchestra in Croatia is like yeah. had like it's basically like the main bass music festival. It's yeah, been of course, going like yeah, twelve it's years. Amazing. It's wicked. And then did Rod- did, is Rodigan backed? Is Rodigan in front of the Outlook Orchestra? We do. Yeah, we've done three one. now. Yeah, I've done all the Outlook Orchestras. Yeah, yeah, we did the first one. We did was like ten years of Outlook Orchestra, yeah. where we played like everything. Pharaoh Monch came out. Yeah, um, fuck yeah. Like we did. Um, what did we do? Like Beggars came out. Yeah. Uh, so there was like a hip hop section. Went into like uh, dub reggae. Dawn Penn came in from Jamaica. Did no fuck. no no of her. General Levy was there. Did oh, all nice. jungle section. Like yeah, amazing. through the ages basically of bass music. Oh, which was unreal, wasn't it? That was that was amazing. Just to play all those bass lines. But that was what yeah. was wicked. Like those, but they're so simple. Yeah. But some yeah. of the drops, I'm literally playing one note and mm. everyone is losing their marbles. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it just builds up to this one thing, and it's like that's the realization of playing that and being like, oh, the kids are going absolutely nuts for yeah. me playing one note. Yeah, you know what I mean. In the right, with the with the. Well, with the, the expression though, and and blending in different effects oh, and yeah, stuff, you, you don't do. need to overcomplicate no. the, the the chord structure or, or no. the notes or anything. Yeah, that's that's the amazing thing I think yeah. about it. Yeah, it's um, like having the ability to sort of. You know, I could, I've watched you. Yeah. Uh, we've been privy to like watching you use your setup before we started recording. Yeah. Oh, okay, and it's yeah, like yeah. you've got any ability to sort of add NFOs and stuff to like yeah. to, to, to manipulate tremolo sounds and stuff to the sounds you have that yeah. typically would come out of a Moog or whatever yeah. but you are a live bass and it's yeah. fucking amazing <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't think I know anyone else that's doing that 
There are uh-huh. a few people that there's a guy called John Davis. Have you heard of Jojo Mayer? He's like a drummer. Mm. He's like a clinician drummer who's got a band called Nerve. Oh, who, Nerve. Yeah. yeah, they're wicked. They do kind of like live drum and bass. John mm. Davis has a similar sort of setup. Um, there are a few people doing it. Yeah. But I just don't. Not that many people are actually gigging it. I think that's the mm. thing. Right. In terms of, I don't know. I'm not sure, really. I'm sure there's definitely some gigs where people are using interesting... But I, f- I find well, I think like that in- the genre, though, is electronic, so it's based... The sounds are made in a studio and then played yeah, by... Yeah, and then played on yeah, the keyboard. So yeah, so you don't really get to see, like, the... I guess, like, the organic process of someone actually making those sounds in front of you. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I really like about what, what you're doing, because you can see it happening you know like you can see how you're sort of going into the effect i saw a master class ages ago that you did that you were talking yeah. through how how you got to some of the sounds and stuff and yeah. I was, the, the 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 way that you simply set everything up in order to achieve what is actually quite complicated things yeah yeah, yeah. is is a kind of it, it reignites your interest in that particular genre and the yeah, way that you can arrive at those bass sounds yeah do you know what i mean like yeah. it's, it's a, i just find it a really interesting thing mm. yeah it's cool um, well, because I start, well, I started out playing. So the first gig I did in the dubstep kind of scene was Submotion Orchestra, which was started in Leeds. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when so did you, you did, did you start that from its scratch, or was you brought in? No. Well, yeah. From the I was. It was weird. It came about so those York Cathedral reopened their cathedral basically because it had loads of work done. Yeah. And this there was like the head of the Arts Council up there was this mad guy who basically wanted to. There was an African choir over visiting. He knew there was a dubstep record level called Ranking Records in mm. Leeds. I don't know if you know, like Ruxpin yeah, and yeah. and all that kind of scene. Yeah. That so that was going on. And then and then there was a load of classical musicians. They basically created a concert where they wanted to do live dubstep yeah. in the cathedral with right. an African choir. Yeah, and all and it basically. Why, why not? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 super. Yeah. Right? It was because no, that scene was while well, you guys were in Croydon and all that kind yeah. of sort of scene was the, all the DMZ sort of stuff was yeah. kicking off. You had Iration Steppers up in Leeds yeah, and, steppers, and yeah. all the Digidub sort of stuff. But that was going like there, there was two kind of scenes going on, and then so that was getting that was kind of bubbling away. So we did this weird gig where we created live dubstep in a cathedral, which yeah. was mad. And then at the end of that, Tommy, the the drummer from that project, said, oh, we need to do this properly sort yeah. of thing, hone it all in. And yeah. and then we started jamming in my front room in, where were we? I think Woodhouse in Leeds, just playing like, just kind of, Mainly like back catalogue of ranking record stuff, but playing yeah. it live. And then we, and then we got Ruby, who was on the jazz course, and then a trumpet player, in as well. So yeah. it's basically moulding together dubstep, but with jazz as well. Yeah. So that's where Submotion yeah. started. Right. And then just start. We used to play in a local curry house for a free curry every Monday. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. And that's where we built up our fan base. And then it started to get ramoed, and that's then funny, isn't it? started to play at nights. There was nights called Vagabonds. Yeah. which is um, uh, Jack Robinson, who then, alongside all the sub-dub guys, uh, yeah. then created Outlook Festival. Right. So the first right. Outlook was 2008 yes. in Croatia, mm. and then it's been there ever since. Yeah. And then that's where the scene, you go, we went there and it was just like mind-blowing because it was just like this scene. It, it was basically like the UK-based music scene in Croatia, Everyone's, yeah. you know, there's yeah, hip hop and hip hop, yeah. dubstep, drum and bass, like the full, 
full genres and it was it was amazing it was such an exciting time the first one there was a thousand people there now it's like it's either 15 or twenty thousand people every year Mm. you know just built just got bigger and bigger it's doubled every year and then and then now they take over like an abandoned fort in Pula. yeah put sound systems come from all over the world put their rigs in and it's just like a massive celebration of bass music yeah it's wicked did you do you find so this is this is what happened to me i'm just i'm just curious yeah do you find that when dubstep started and it came out that it it somehow grasped like live musicians in a weird way Uh, i don't know what i mean i kind of what i mean by that is i remember going to the very first early raves like in plastic people at forward and i saw like mala um youngster playing and scream there was it was all like really very dub heavy yeah but the the sound of the bass yeah that that sound and i've I'd always been into early grime and like dark garage as well i've got into a lot of that yeah but for some reason dubstep pulled a lot of like punk musicians yeah. and people that aren't even in bands yeah. into electronic music it yeah. made me want to make electronic music yeah. Yeah, for yeah. some bizarre reason yeah it was like slow slow yeah. tempoed but then when i was raving to it there was like so much movement in the bass and the yeah. synth yeah that it felt so live the sound of it felt really 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 live like yeah. when it was really well produced i totally and do you agree. think it, do you think it grabbed you like because it's yeah. mad isn't it like, well, before we started Submo, I was also playing in hardcore bands in Leeds. Yeah, right. And yeah. So I get the, the connection between that is uh, the people are act- reacting in, in those situations yeah, exactly. like it's a yeah. punk gig. It's true. Yeah, yeah people, The movement of it is so fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah it's mad, it just, isn't it? It just grabs you as a, as a thing. Like For me, I've never got into house music before. Mm. I struggle with like some indie music, yeah. basically. It's just never grabbed me, but there's... Uh, there's something really like what's the right word like visceral exactly like you yeah. know something that's like oh it's like it's pretty pretty it comes it comes from stuff. a reactive place doesn't it yeah like with with grime especially like, like the sound of it it was so like on like when we were talking to chris plastician yeah like he he had like his, his old computer going into his stereo mm. yeah like fuck all memory so like he had to record little bits <laughs> and like but and then making these gnarly little synths just out of the box and everything yeah. else and it's like it came from a place where he wanted to be a DJ and he realised that he had to make his own tunes. Yeah. And then, and because it was so homegrown, that's the direct link for me for punk music because it's garage bands. Ba- bands in garages screaming into microphones making yeah. fucking noise, right? Yeah. And it's just a natural progression. And as, as it become more lyrical or like, or um, politicised, I don't know, like the way, the way it changed, yeah. along with hardcore as well, because I was a massive like, hardcore fan and yeah. got into a lot of that too. And it's just, I don't know, like... They are. They're, they're one and the same in a really weird way. Like, mm. I don't know. It's, it's a proper but, grab. But isn't it? saying that, I think you, you guys are probably the on, one of the only ones that's actually put it together properly in, yeah. in an act. Yeah, definitely. What's that? With Peng Shui. Oh, with Peng Shui. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, de- um, or I, I might be wrong, but no. There's a few. There's a band called Asteroid Boys, who yeah. are oh, yeah, a yeah. Welsh band. Yeah, um, they're 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 mixing it. They're probably more like them and Hacktivist or another Hacktivist or another band. Yeah. They're, they're, I'd say like their riffs, um, they they come from they're quite like metal metal, mm. like the riffs and the way they're yeah. played, but I think where maybe Peng Shui differ is that we come from, we come from the grime side of it. All our stuffs one forty and all the yeah. riffs are very heavily influenced and the sounds are, and we've basically dirtied up and added more of a punk aspect yeah. to grind music yeah so it come it's basically from the di- a different angle basically yeah. which i think because what i wanted to do my one of my biggest influences is, is rage against the machine yeah. and when you listen to them it's not like even though it's like 
like rock rap basically i don't know it's still it's like one entity yeah. i didn't want it to be like a metal band with a little, little hint of, of or yeah, like this yeah. with a little bit of that i was yeah. like i want it to be yeah an actual thing by itself do you know what i mean that everyone that, that's just yeah basically well i think we've done quite well just because in terms of the sounds they're all i'm playing when I pl when we play grime rhythms, they're authentic because they're the yeah. sounds and and it, the way it's programmed and the way we play it. Because we we've been in that scene, yeah, we know yeah, yeah, exactly. how to make that music properly. Yeah. But then we've also been in hardcore and metal bands, mm. so we know how to yeah, make those sounds pro properly. So mm. what I think it's quite good at is is being like it's like an authentic thing. When mm. people listen to mm. Dave mm. MC, it's like he MCs for Goldie and Flux Pavilion. You know, he's like yeah, yeah. he's the real deal yeah, when he plays. It. So. That's what I wanted to get was like an authentic amalgamation of it all, basically. Have you heard uh, Distance, the producer Distance? Of course, yeah. So, like, yeah. so that was interesting. I always found about him is that he had very metal sounding guitars. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. and they were yeah. like really like chuggy, like chunk, yeah. chunk, 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 and then subbed underneath, like yeah. and, and like a lot of native instrument sort of sounds oh, with it yeah, too, yeah. right? Yeah. But that's like the, the reverse, isn't it? Like because yeah. he, his drums again sounded very like rock, didn't yeah. they? But the the, the the still like the one foot one three eight one forty BPMs, yeah, really sparse and like kind of haunting sounding tunes. Yeah, they? he was so, he. One of my favourite Submotion remixes he did actually. He oh, did. did he? It was either was it Finest Hour or Blind Spot. He did a remix. Yeah. For us. Did he? Was, oh, he's so good. Yeah, he's brilliant. Man. Yeah, really good. He did some amazing Scream remixes back in the day, like just yeah. after Scream's album come out. Yeah. And um, like there was a, a couple of white or white labels around of just it was a Distance remix, I think a Zinc remix and a Benga remix of a Scream tune. Yeah. I always used to just fuck about each of them. Yeah. But the Distance one was just like he just put bundles of guitars on it. I think it was Make Me is that a tune? Oh, that might be his tune. Can't remember the name of it, but it's yeah. fucking it, like it's just amazing. He just made it. Yeah. When I when I when I visualised like the punk rock thing within dubstep, it was like it's kind of fucking done it. Like do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, like, yeah. it, weird, like the metal thing, I suppose, within dubstep at the time, I guess. But yeah, man, fucking amazing. It all crosses over, mm. and and what and then because Peng Shui is quite new. What we've found is there's loads of old metal heads that are coming out of the woodwork that had come up to us and be like that were in like the mm. or like say most of. We, me and Dave and Prav have been in the bass music scene for so long, mm. like, you know, 15 years or whatever. And then, but then now when we do gigs and all our mates that are in that world, we're like, oh, I used to listen to blah, blah. And everyone's coming out of the shell with like saying they've listened yeah. to, they're into that heavier stuff, mm. which is quite, it's quite cool. I think the whole, like you say, it totally crosses over. Yeah, it's wicked. <laughs> it's yeah. best thing. Yeah. What, so how did you get started with Pain Shui? Like what, you, 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 you've obviously, you've got... The, the the genre down and the experience in that kind of aspect but, yeah well but, you know um i think i wanted to because submotion's wicked it's, we've been doing it like 11 years now and it's quite chilled and because i was in metal bands i was basically missing mm. playing yeah, some yeah. more yeah because submo is very like massive yeah, yeah yeah and we used to have some gnarly little sections but nothing nothing super hectic and then i met a lot of grime mcs through playing Outlook, so because I used to do, I used to play in uh, True Tigers live band, oh, right, yeah. which was wicked. So we did wicked. like Made of sessions, like yeah. P Money, Screwfizz, uh, like yeah. Newham Generals, and all that lot. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, yeah. I, I mainly I stayed in touch with Footsie quite a lot actually. Oh, he really? lives around the corner from my missus, and we, he's in, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's just wicked. up at the road. Yeah, so he, uh, we we hang out, and he's got a lush studio at his place, and we just like. We we still write like grime tunes and stuff. So I kind of, as well as doing submo, was also like 
working alongside a few grime artists and then i was like i need to just combine yeah every single bit of music that i like into mm. one thing yeah and i was like oh what do i want to do and i think as submo was kind of we did our fifth album and that was kind of we decided we were going to chill out for a little bit i was like right i just need to I'm just going to write a load of music. So I revisited some beats I made with Pete Cannon yeah. and then just got the ball rolling, basically. Mm. I'd, I'd got all the artwork and the concept kind of done. So you then did that? Or yeah, I did all that, yeah. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I've, my hobby's like photography, so I was kind of mm. like... Oh, I didn't know. I was that. like, I want to do... So yeah. I did, did all like... Well, like, we use like old... It's called Rolly Redbird film yeah. for all the... You know, like the red yeah. filter sort yeah. of stuff and... We got like um, we got a guy called Sam on board with us as well. Who does all our videos with an old eighties camcorder. Oh, okay. yeah, nice. So like, yeah. I basically yeah. set all the parameters out so that a bit like when you make electronic, you have the rules. I was like, I want to make this music. Here are my boundaries and mm. my variants, mm. and then just go sort of yeah. thing. And it made it easier to write to because uh -huh. we got the process down pretty quickly in terms of how we write it all. Mm. And then we've only been going a year. We've released an EP. The album's already done, and we've got another EP ready yeah, to go. Yeah, um, you're blowing up as well. Like I'm seeing the name coming around. It seems to be, yeah. Um, and uh, so, so you've kind of gone DIY on totally DIY. Everything. Yeah. Are, have you are you releasing it on a label, or have you doing no. that as well? Well, because we wrote it, and then we were like, it was weird because we were like, oh, we know loads of people. Surely, like someone's just going to sign it straight away. Yeah. Just a bit like you know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, oh, right. we know loads of people. And then sent out to people. And he just freaked a lot of people out. And I yeah. think just everyone was like, yeah, cool. And I and I remember phoning up the lads one day. So we left it a couple of months in a few people's hands, and nothing happened. And I was yeah. like, got a little. We all got a little bit decided. I was like, no, what we need to, we just need to get it out there. And How then did what, you do that though? When you we, say get it we, out there, we just found there's a company called AWOL who distribute it. Basically, you right, upload okay. you upload your music, you get approved, and then you upload a month before release. And basically, because I'd Prav the drummer manages Foreign Beggars, it's oh, his yeah. brother Pav ah. who's the MC in oh, Beggars. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 so he's got managerial stuff. And then when I was with Alex Clare, I was doing a lot of the social media. So we basically got our heads together and we were like, right, this is how we're going to do it. Did yeah. a plan, had all the music and basically pre-planned everything for the first six months. So it was like militant output, basically. It was like, here's a tune, here's a video, here's a song. Yeah, here's a and you're, you're you, literally you on the we social medias. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Yeah, just doing it all. Yeah, yeah. I, I basically, we've done a post a day. For the past year basically and yeah. pre-planned it all it was just like bam 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 so that it was just like constant yeah it was just like here's a video here's a live session here's, here's who, a who advised you on the social media bit then or is that just something you already knew i i learned because i took over alex claire's social media so oh, right. he when i because i did his last couple of albums and he he went um he went to do um he was doing self-releasing as well yeah so uh, I basically was looking after sorting out like the music and social media and how it went out and stuff. So I basically just researched a lot into it and learned loads about it. Basically, yeah, cause it's, it's it's a fucking minefield. It's a minefield. Yeah, yeah, because like, all the algor algorithms keep changing, but it's just consistent. Right. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, no, it's just keeping it um, keeping it consistent, really. Yeah, and like. Yeah, what we what we decided to do was get our mate Samu. I said just for like 
just create as much content around everything as possible and yeah. we got our heads together once a week and we were we were we were just we just got a load of like silly ideas together we got say like in the first month we did our first ever kind of gig gig which is just a, a rehearsal space and we like jokingly we were like oh who should we invite and we just emailed prodigy's manager as a laugh and he turned up nick Hawke turned up <laughs> like the tune started playing into liam yeah. and then all of a sudden he got in touch and we did an official prodigy remix right so like just stupid as a lot and then yeah. we did we did a p when i was in true tiger we used to do slang like this which was a wicked tune where mm. and we did a cover of that put that online and all the grime mc like jme blacks they all started retweeting our live version of that and yeah we just like created like yeah. silly little bits and like got in touch with people and like just kept like constantly going and had we just tried to be consistent i think that's the main thing that's yeah. worked and who's booking shows we you. we signed with X-Ray Touring within okay. the first month, and that was tipped off by JME. Uh -huh. So right, okay. he told Becky Sugden, she she works for X-Ray, but does like a really kind of varied mixture of people. She does like, who does she do? I don't know, like like a lot of the hip hop world, but then also like grime MCs and uh -huh. and and then a lot of the metal world as well. So mm. she crosses over. So she totally got it. And she got in there early doors, pulled us in in the first month, and was just like, "I'm up for it." Didn't you tell me about that? I think so. Yeah, oh, oh, you did. Yeah, because Some, you don't you know someone there. Some, someone someone told someone me. Someone mentioned it to him. I, so he said, "Have you heard this bang bang swing?" And I went, "Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." Yeah, funnily enough. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was. It's quite lucky, really. We just. I think. Yeah. I think we just the pre-planning was the one and having a consistent sort of mm. idea of how setting the rules but all that has just been a learning curve from what we've all done previously mm. just watching just, how it kind of got going for yeah. submotion and yeah yeah and I'll use certain bits of that and then I do a lot of like session work with pop artists as well so it was like I was in touch with all their managers and they'd, they'd be like oh we're going to do this session we're going to do a thing and that'll tie in with this and blah mm. blah and I'm like writing it all down oh yeah. that's a good idea you know mm. and then we just get down together, like try and sit down as much as possible and get as much stuff pre-planned in, so it's just all set for the future. Yeah, sort of thing. And, and, cool. and, and in that plan, did you ever sit there and do the the classic like well, let's send the demo out to a bunch of labels type thing, or was it more? Yeah, did you do yeah, that? We as did well? every literally yeah. everything. Right, went to town on like everything. Yeah. Oh, who's who? Who are the bands that sound similar to yeah. us? So we're like, right, who? Who horror, for instance? Who yep. manages them? Who's their booking agent? Who's their record label? What was the thing that tipped them yeah. to start to get to the you know the masses sort of thing? Idols. Who manages right. idols? Who looks yeah. at blah blah? What yeah. was the thing that got? Oh, they were on Jules Holland, and then that mm. jumped up, and then they were you know, and just getting a grasp of how people are are doing stuff. It's like basically like research yeah. into yeah. like what other people are doing. So mm. we took that all on board, and then. But then, still on your own path, still releasing stuff, and yeah. the more we kind of like, yeah, it's just constantly working at it. Basically, it's, yeah. relent it's relentless. I think you can fall in the trap of making something, sending it out, and just as you know, you said, just not waiting. really having that plan. You just sit and wait, and you're like, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we've, people, we've, 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 we've done that, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, we've done that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got, I've got at least seven, eight albums on hard drives. Just finished. Yeah, just yeah, done. Finished. Yeah, 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 done. Just there. It just didn't happen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Stuff yeah. similar to the Pain Sweet stuff as well. I did an album with Stig of the Dumps, just mm, right. didn't 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 unfortunately pop off. There's mm. there's a band in Leeds that I did that's quite similar. Like we've all done yeah. like you guys, mm. just done 
Yeah, you just so keep. You do. You keep. Yeah, and some things stick, and then yeah. some things. Yeah. Like don't or whatever or, yeah. It's good to see it blowing up though. It's exciting. I like mm. it when um, other people are telling me about things. Oh. You know, yeah. we had this chat with. Uh, Charles from Flaming Gods. Now that yeah. I've said the name, someone will say it to you. Now. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And it was the same kind of thing. Like, I've got people coming over and going, you know, I have think it was our friend Waffle who came yeah, up yeah. and he was like, Have you heard this band? I'm like, Yeah, I'm like, interviewing him next yeah, week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and that's been happening with, with, with yours as oh, well. Is it? Yeah, oh, and it's good, good because you can, say, you can see then that yeah. it's, it's coming around. Yeah. You come, uh, you know, I'll go on social media and you'll pop up or open yeah. a mag. Yeah, you're in Crying, right? Didn't you get like a Crying spread or something? Yeah, full spread. Yeah, yeah. and st- so it's just yeah. awesome to see yeah, it's good. that. By your own, I guess, like you know, intuition yeah, and tenacity, you can, yeah. you can do it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah you definitely. know, you've just got to have a plan. Yeah. So it's nice to it's it's kind of humbling to hear that you can you can do it. You know what I mean? Oh, it totally. Is, yeah. It's doable. Yeah, it's totally DIY. Same as the grime scene. That none of, a lot of those guys haven't signed to majors. No, not at all. They're yeah. just like literally just well, like D Double's putting out bundles on his own, yeah. like massively. Like yeah. obviously, they was uh, New Generals was dirty stank, wasn't it? Yes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. I was in LA recently and um, I went out and Plastician was playing and it was D double uh, headlining after. Was it? Yeah, so I went out, I've known Chris as well, like, so I went and had a had a pint with him. I was like, come, I was like, yeah, yeah, come, and that like, D double's there. And, like having a little chat with him, I was like, I know him anyway, like, you know, through forward and stuff. Yeah. And uh, and uh, his manager, oh, not his manager, it's like some lad who was looking after him, turns out he was in the year above me at school. <laughs> like, no. I was chatting to him, just had this like entire massive conversation. It's like, and he's like, D, D sort of knows my, my, some of my cousin and all that sort of thing I was like yeah. small world isn't it but right, it's just like completely random but it's just yeah. like that their their effort that, like we were chatting just about like when they was making tunes like yeah. after school yeah. like, and just like knocking about and like him and Footsie yeah. same same just knocking about just keep cracking on cracking on cracking on and that, that mentality has never changed with him Grime mm. no ever yeah. like from, from Dizzy making tunes on like Music 2000 or whatever to, yeah. to you know yeah. like sampling whatever like it's just is this your cat? <laughs> oh, no, it isn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, got I did visitor. see that cat and was like, yeah. is that your cat? And no. There's two, there's two cats, yeah, yeah, that he wants to make some noise. Wicked. There we go. Yeah, I know, I was going to say. So let's uh, let's talk gear. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, let's man. do it. Yeah, let's do okay. it. So all these lovely sounds that you have the privilege of making for yes. people and for yourself. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, what kit do you use? And then we'll hear some. So I started off, when I first uh, started doing electronic music, I was doing, uh, when Submotion first started, I used a Moog Rogue. Yeah. Have you tried one of them before? I've seen it. They're yeah. amazing. Yeah, they sound wicked. Um, so the first Submotion album is on the Moog Rogue. And then and then I basically I was like, oh, I want to use these, like, the way you would create these bass lines and these synths yeah. onto bass guitar. Yeah. It's like, oh, I really want to try and, you know, switch over and do the two worlds sort of thing. Yeah. And then, um, so I found the first pedal, I, I just landed on my feet really. When I was in uh, the that hardcore band in Leeds, they were called White Boys for Gay Jesus. You should check them out on Spotify. <laughs> Mate, yeah, yeah, man, definitely. Music. They're amazing. <laughs> um, that is one of the best names I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a good one, They're wicked. And then um, the guitarist, Mincher, had a Line 6 M9 pedal. Right. I don't know if you've seen them. Yeah. It's called like the M series effects, and they basically within that unit had a synth pedal. Uh, but then you could 
do different chains and add in like distortions, reverbs, delays, like whatever. Yeah. But within the unit as well, this was the big thing, is that you could also um, automate any part of any effect with expression pedals. Yeah. Which is what, so obviously the main producer for Submotion, who was Ruxpin, Dom, yep. uh, um, I still work with loads now, he basically, I, I basically was like, right, how do you do this? And he was like, well, you know, the basis is a sine wave. It's yeah. like, that's your sub. you got to yeah. EQ it, nothing above mm. whatever. Do you know what I mean? And all these kind of... He basically gave me a rundown, like parallel compression. You can add this onto this. And, yeah. you know, so I basically took those ideas of, like, production techniques sort of thing yep. and, and applied them to the pedal board. Yeah. So mm. keeping a constant sub, then having a top layer synth yeah. that doesn't have any sub in, so you kind of split in, so I split the signal basically. Mm. And you can do it as many times as you want, because you could, yeah. I could, at the moment, say for the Mala show, some of those DMZ stuff, like there's yeah. loads of nutty stuff going on, so I don't know what I could, basically you can like, I'd have like a sine wave underneath, then a mid signal synth that I could then open the cutoff yeah. of that, but then obviously you'd still keep the sub, yeah. Oh, you could add reverbs and tails and send them to different parts. So it's basically <laughs> like live production on bass. Yeah. And so you're adding effects on live. frequency bands. So it's not the whole exactly. sound. You've got maybe you could have like a distortion on a high end and then exactly. mid range might have a okay, tremolo or something. Tremolo or and chorus. To give like an LFO effect. Yeah, it. yeah. But that isn't getting in the way of your subs, yeah. which is so it's yeah. literally like pure, yeah, different kind of. Um, thing so uh, hang on I've got so this is the board so at the moment I mean the line six then they were line six pedals I've stuck with them and they've just brought out a line six helix which is this insane effects pedal where I can split the signal four ways within the unit Fucking so hell, what man. I'm utilizing now is I have like a sine wave sub underneath mm -hmm. that's EQ'd that just sits there basically yeah so so that's like that but then I can automate just that sub with an LFO. So that, yeah, 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 yeah. Sort of thing, and that's with the pedal. So that's literally the the the. It will be like sine wave. It's EQ. Then it runs through an LFO basically. So and the then sound the, you're hearing is a sine wave. That is, a, I mean, it's distorting my speakers yeah, quite yeah, a lot. Yeah. It's a lot yeah. smoother than that normally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, so that's sine wave. So I'm basically playing a note. And in, you're right up the fretboard as well. Yeah. Oh, so that's another thing. So when I basically for tracking purposes, mm. I basically drop tune everything. So I'm playing it up the octave and then detuning it an octave on the synths. Because okay. when you play it up, it tracks. It's a lot more um, militant sort of sound. It's like more piercing, so it triggers the synth a lot better. Yeah, uh, right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so like yeah, if, right. you play, if you're playing it low down, it'd be like... Yeah. which isn't then going to trigger the synth to do that same note. Right. So it's better playing it up the octave where you'd be like... Yeah. And then, so and if, if it was at the normal underneath. thing, it would be like... On the sub, but because yeah. it's drop octave, it'd be... Yeah, right. And it's playing like all the way. So because if, if I had... Hang on, where's one that goes up the octave? If it... Playing the same note there, yeah, but just 
yeah. automating it with my feet. So yeah. I can literally hold. Yeah. I'm so literally playing. So much more complicated. It's mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm literally. Well, it's two notes there, like yeah, yeah. the semi. But but all the interest comes from the pedals, basically, because so, you can assign whatever mm. you want to whatever pedal. Have yeah. you have you ever used um, uh, like laptops for? Uh, but prior to this, because I mean, my experience of it when I was in a band with Scroobius Pip yeah. on the live, it was we were a free piece of being him, a drummer, and me. Yeah. So we were. I was on Ableton eventually, but initially we did like playback in lo- the main stage, which was like oh, the yeah, logic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that that program was a bit glitchy it's a bit and flaky, shit. Isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. It, it died a lot, but yeah. within it though, you, now, you could maybe. have really good chains of um, like plugins and stuff. So I used to use like an Octava. Yeah. On I play guitar, but yeah. I, I was I had. You um, run it through the laptop. I run it through the laptop oh. um, and the latency. See, uh, and what, what did we do? We split the signal, and then we improved the latency, and then pushed. I don't, I don't know how we did it. How it, my engineer I was like working a with James. delay, basically. Yeah, so kind of. So, so that, yeah, exactly. So it could pull it back a bit. So it was fine. Yeah. But so and all it did was like just when I played like the the, the root notes, it yeah. just it managed to find the sub and go and Amazing. give me a big set play and like called super signatures over it. And even like with like quick change like punk like and it just do it all through it. Yeah. Problem is, and we toured that for about six gigs. The laptop died, and a dual redundancy setup died as well. So we just a, a fucking band mm, with one guitar, mm. yeah, for like a week. But yeah, have you any, used any of that sort of shit? Never use laptops. Mm. They do scare me. A little they are bit. mad scary when it I've breaks. I've done yeah. quite a few pop gigs where like track, like it'd be a track heavy pop gig, and you run it off lappy, and then I just, yeah. I'm just not. You know what I'm doing a lot now actually is. Instead of using laptop, mm. taking a stereo bounce and using an SPD to trigger it. Yeah, yeah. So what what I've, what I've got um, for a pop gig I'm doing at the moment, this singer called Jay Graves, amazing. Uh-huh. You should definitely check her out. Yeah, like I think she, I did. You did a video. Uh, I did. Yeah, yeah we did a made of her recently mm. and a few little bits. Yeah, she's, I saw that. She's about to support Billie Eilish. Oh, oh is she? Yeah, with uh, unfortunately I can't do it, but uh. with a, like a stripped back sort of setup over in right. Prague. So oh, they've shit. been chatting to each other apparently. And oh, amazing! Yeah, because I know you guys so interviewed. We've, we've, yeah, uh, we've just her mastering her engineer, engineer yeah. John Greenham. John Greenham, yeah. Yes. Ah, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, so what I run for her live show is it's like drums, bass, keys is all live. Yeah. And then what I've done is I've basically like got all the stems and basically muted everything that we're playing live. Yeah. Uh, mixed what's left and a stereo bounce of it. Yeah. I run it on SPD. I link the top two. Um, pads so when you hit one it triggers the other yeah, yeah. nice yeah. so we run the click out of the sub out yeah. and then front of house gets a stereo mix and right. then we play around it amazing yeah. like for yeah, an yeah, artist yeah. who's starting out instead of having like a massive playback rig and yeah. laptops mm. they're so st- like the, the hardware for those is so archaic mm. but it's so stable yeah, and yeah. then you just run we just run the backing track off SPD and then it's even mad, yeah. yeah even with right. an SPD you can take it all down to a a USB stick. So you could do the mm. show anywhere. You just take a USB stick, plug it into the back of any SPD. You've got mm. your show backed up, mm. and then you just go. When when yeah. we had two breakages on a, on like, like the dual redundancy system oh, fucked. Yeah. We ended up bouncing out everything to an iPhone, a stereo Playing mix. IPhone. Right was click. Right was click, oh, and, that, and that was and the right channel was sent to the drum. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and the left was fucking out. Of house, yeah. Like, front of house, like yeah. a mono, like send. Yeah. Like, it, it sounded all right. But playing guitars over it and that was a bit interesting. It's just like, ah, oh, the mix was 
yeah, it was okay. But you have to do that shit if you rely on computers. Well, it's just and stuff, different, right? yeah, different levels. Mm. You can obviously go high grade with like playback rigs, of course, but it just depends on what Mad, level the artist is at and stuff. Exactly. But the SPD thing works so it's well. Great. Mm. It's great. It's cool. Let's, it's a good option. Let's get back to your Sorry, yeah, yeah, No, 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 no. Millions of different... No, no, it's, it's mad interesting. Yeah, I just yeah. wondered, yeah, about your usage, but it's good to know. So yeah. let's hear what you've built then for what projects and stuff. So I'm on the Mala stuff at the moment. Yeah. So it it was wicked doing this stuff because the thing is I'd never sat down and recreated his... I knew all the bass lines. I'd never sat down and yeah. recreated them all, which was wicked. So... Um, yeah, I don't know really where to start. There's, um, there's different stuff. This one is like a sine wave with um, uh, a square wave on top of it. And then obviously they don't get in the way of each other. Yeah, but then yeah. I can assign. I've assigned this to. it's basically fully taken out any of the mids and it's basically like filtered out yeah. straight into like high range but all on Get a tune just out of that. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Pretty it's kind of like yeah. yeah, a call and response thing with the yeah. pedals. You can yeah. basically play in theory a separate line on the top. Yeah. And then. Yeah. And and basically automate. And then, well, that's different. That with a live yeah. setup is, yeah. is just, you know, that's yeah. going to sound amazing. Yeah, it was good, really. What amps do you go into? I've got an old 80s SWR that can just take yeah. a beat. That's basically. what I mean, yeah, because with what you've got, yeah. It needs to be able to handle it. And I've not found another rig that can handle mm. it yet. Just a lot of them, there's a lot of like tube amps at the moment that are good, mm. but they're not used to taking a waveform mm. that is constant. Yeah. And then the thing is, so you'll play a waveform and it kicks the speakers out and stays there. Yeah. Whereas when you play the normal bass, you get movement, which yeah. keeps it neat. With a waveform, it kicks the speakers out, holds it. Yeah. And then if you add an LFO, it's yeah. doing another yeah. thing. And then basically yeah. the speakers just shit themselves yeah, and yeah. just aren't up for it. And then I've blown too many heads up, basically. Yeah, which, shit. So the one I've got at the moment is like an SWR. They've stopped making them. It's like from the 80s. It's an amazing cab. Yeah. I run it at like two and two on my amp, it, and it's steaming loud. Right, and it can take even more. It's yeah. ridiculous. Really, yeah. So that just lives in the car, basically. It's a good amp, and then, um, yeah, that's what I run everything through. Mm. Um, yeah, it's good. It basically can take all the it, all the subs is cool, and it's super clear on all the mids. You yeah. get like full range, basically. So, so how did you go about moving from the Moog rig to this? That was sat, sitting down with Dom, who would like write me. I'd like jot down, mm. w like I'd be like, right, this baseline. How have you done it? He'd be like, well, that's this. Yeah. The cutoff opens a little bit with that, also reverb and blah blah, and then you kind of figure out. But also, when you listen, you can figure yeah. out what's going on. Yeah, of course. You know, when you you're like, oh, that's that note. 
there's like an octave uh, that's that Kalawanji bass line yeah. uh, is it yeah Baseline, but in terms of like, so you'd have like normal. That's like an LFO. Put the foot down. You don't get the LFO. Oh, okay. And then the other foot pedal is doing an octave swing. Yeah. Yeah. What? What is the caliber? I can't remember what the Kalawanji baseline is. I'd have to play it. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, basically yeah, yeah. Each, sounds cool. Though. Yeah, yeah. So each, you basically like, yeah, what they've done is there's a sine wave, there's a square wave on top. On yeah. the last part of it, it jumps up the octave and back down. So you just have to like pre-program everything in, mm-hmm. and basically, or and then assign what you want to automate with to the to the pedals basically, and then you can create the baseline. Sounds like a long process, but. Yeah, you, get, you, you know. get quicker at it as yeah, well. Yeah. Mm. And then a lot of the bass lines will be like, they'll, they'll be similar, but you just tweak them. So I then yeah. copy a patch over and do the necessary tweaks to get right. the next yeah. bass line. Because it's always the same thing of the split signal. Yeah. My subs always say the same. Yeah. So on a live gig, you don't want one being steaming loud and one no, being, no. They're, they're always the same. Yeah. Um, so it's mainly just the mids and then, and then, you, and then finding out within the bass and what automation is getting used and then I'll then assign it to the pedals and then can play it live sort uh-huh. of thing. And then so, you just yeah, assign sick. banks per Yeah. So w- in whatever the, project you do. Yeah, yeah. So there's yeah, so that I expect <laughs> So that's just yeah, that's in one thing. That's that expected tune. And then what's in there? So that's like so. There's the sub at the bottom, and then the next chain up is I've got two different synths. So like a a saw and a square. Then it's run through this thing called a minotaur. So it's basically dis- heavily distorted. Uh, and then I've filtered out um, all the low end, a lot of the mids as well. That's why it sounds quite hectic. I've then added an effect in here which creates which basically adds attack to the note, which mm. is where you get the bounce yeah. sort of thing, which is a kind of filter, and then and then it's into like quite a a heavy plate reverb basically. Mm. So and then for this tune, he because he was when we were with Mal, he was like, oh, I want this bass at the end of this tune. It's just me playing by myself, and he's like, oh, can you then reduce the harshness of the mid as it goes along? So by the end of the song, it just goes to sub. So I've like added a volume pedal, um, which is assigned to here. So basically, as the end of the song, um, I, I basically put the pedal down. Yeah. 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 Then just to the sub. That's so you can yeah, say like, you can imagine that proper loud. Yeah, huh? yeah. And then you see so you can like. So it's like, oh, can you make that part of the synth do that? And it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, just give me a second because I need to automate it. Or it'd be like, can you make this a bit more? So it's basically like live production with through the pedal board, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's like how that worked. 
he was like oh can you make it go quieter and then that was that was cool yeah the benga tune 26 bass lines how was that one so that's the same still the same sub and then i've done that now this is the same thing again i've put the two uh, waveforms in on the mid signal all the bass is taken off and i've run each of those synths through a really gnarly distortion i've compressed the crap out of it so it's not what too... distortion is it is it this one is called D's one mod and then the other one's called Derange master i basically just flick through it because is that just a line like they're just line six line distortion? six ones really yeah. line six wasn't very good at distortion yeah i always, I they always were all, that. i'd yeah. always have to have an extra pedal in an effect send and return for yeah. distortions because they weren't too hot now on this helix they're insane so they're 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 all done and then it's compressed uh, I've then added, it says dimension space, like a chorus sort of effects. So it makes it sound nice and wide. And then um, cat's the back. other one, oh, cat's back, yeah. <laughs> and then I've basically done like a voice box. Um, yeah. Yeah, that sounds amazing. So there's the sub underneath, and then, so the synth's super distorted, but then compressed, so they're just like, real in your face yeah. and then the voice box so that yeah. goes at that tempo but then for is that set everything's at is 140 that like, bpm yeah so yeah, yeah. so you're clocks, okay for sinking. internal clocks 140 bpm so that but then that tune then it's like so what i did is then i added a panner in mono to get the slice effect yeah. And then I've assigned that to that pe this this pedal here. So it's like... But then what I play is then, is I'll play... Pedal down, da-da-da-da, pedal up. So the pedal goes down every other beat. So it's like... It's a thing. fucking big tune as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always love that term. Yeah, it's basically listening to it and being like, "Oh, how am I going to recreate yeah. that?" Yeah, yeah, sort of thing. Because there's yeah. loads of there's loads of elements to like the way that tune develops as well, bass wise, isn't it? So it's like, oh god, it's not. I don't think if, I'd ever be able to recreate it fully. Cause no, it well, there's like there's twenty six in there. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, it it's fucking nuts. mad. Yeah. So we we did a yeah. little section of it in the Mala show, which was wicked. But yeah, there's loads of bit, there's loads of bits really. That was top of top. Do you mm. know that yeah. Spyro tune? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah basically that's nice. yeah, yeah. that's a similar thing with that um, attack sort of like filter effect. Same thing. Two synths on the top, ridiculously compressed. I've run it through chorus and then there's a plate reverb, mm. a small one, but you can kind of hear it. Yeah. There. So yeah, it's it's not ideal with the speakers having a little panic attack, but you get. The, <laughs> yeah, it get sounds amazing. <laughs> you, get, you get the you get the message. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. It's wicked. And the Peng Shui stuff is that all, all those because you got some. There's some gnarly sounds. Shit. Yeah. So. 
I'm gonna have to turn it down. Yeah. On here, but I'll get into the. So the Peng Shui is similar setup, but I've basically just added in um, the certain parts. Like, so yeah. it's like it's still the same thing, like super compressed synth, but they're just it's same thing, same sub, but just basically more like gnarly sound, like yeah. they they ring out a lot. But then what I've also done is then created another channel, which will be uh, what's good for that one, the nobody. So this one for the nobody cares tune we do. There's one, two, three, yeah, four parts to it. Yeah. There's this one. Um, so there's that sound, which is just a normal. Like, there's yeah. a normal bass, but an octave above on that. Yeah. And then I, I can then click in another one. Yeah. So there's like three parts there. Then there's another one that I add in, which is it's called gen, like a gen e, so it's like a real hard. Yeah. And then I've then got the sub to add in as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds fucking amazing. Yeah. Doesn't it? You, don't, you just don't need a guitarist. Like, no. I don't think so. Yeah. So you do. So this amazing, one's like it? it starts. You add in the sub. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just a little, a little harmonic. Yeah, it's just a yeah. So you get you get like extreme yeah. sort of. Ranges with yeah. everything. Yeah. What's so amazing you... the control there, man, as well. Like the sonic control of all those layers. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Fucking yeah, like. There's nothing spot getting on, in the way man. of each other. Is it? No, no, no. It's kind of nice and clean and crisp. That's the production level of like. Yeah. Oh, the the big one is like heavily gated. The rest EQ'd. So nothing's in the way of the sub. Yeah. So that when everything comes in, you've like literally got yeah. every part of everything. Yeah. You're adding yeah. adding it in bit by bit, and then when it drops. Yeah. Does that make mi uh, mixing easier then? When you because you record, you don't ever record straight in, do you? You record via this and yeah. then mic it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've basically done a bunch of the EQing problems that you find. Yeah, yeah. Right, you've already done and that I've, in and, your in your. And then the production side of it, because I got that down when we do, because we do the same thing with the SPD. Yeah. Huh. We run like there's like extra like snares or little aiming breaks or yeah. little weird synths that we have on SPD. They're already pre-EQ'd. Yeah. So because yeah. the level of the band, you don't know what engineer, like one day hopefully we'll get a banging engineer that will come with us every day. But when we go to gigs, the engineers have been really cool because we've done all the hard work yeah. for them. They yeah. actually just put the faders yeah. up, yeah. mix a drum kit mm. in, and then the vocals sit on the top. Everything else is fully EQ'd. Yeah, that's wicked. It all yeah. sits at the right level. They just need to turn it up. And then it makes their job easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can go to town on mixing the drums a little better yeah, than yeah. Would, rather than having like, yeah. you know, everything getting in each other's way sort of thing. Yeah. They get no phase in because everything's EQ. Yeah, so yeah, when exactly. a tune drops, yeah. there's not like loads of bass going on so it just wipes yeah. each other out. It's just yeah. like, there it is. Yeah. It's neat. That's what so, I mean. It just sounds clean as yeah. fuck. Yeah. Like. It's good. It's, just, it's basically like creating songs 
like that. So they basically like add in bit by bit. Yeah. So some of them will be gnarly, but then mm. some of the like we do. Uh, <laughs> Dizzy Rascal to yeah. stop. So that's just like yeah, that, yeah, that, um, that sloops. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like yeah. So you've got like the mid signal, and then when it drops, it should just. Hit the destroy yeah. button, sub <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just game over, the world falls apart. Yeah, oh, ah, yeah. mate, it's wicked. This is good. Oh, it's basically like creating, yeah, like like yeah, production sort of creating sort of stuff. But yeah, it's but the same guy's super easy. The notes like three notes, yeah, kids yeah, go nuts yeah. It's just pre planning, yeah. yeah, and how they all sit together, yeah, yeah. But it's Nothing. the key, like, every, everyone is like, as you said, everyone sort of said that, like. Simplicity mm. within music, taking it back. Oh, it's yeah. just a fucking way, man. Like, yeah. It just pops. Yeah. It sounds amazing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a wicked pedal. It basically can do everything that you want it to do. And all the line six just got better and better. So, mm. then, oh, I wish I could do this. And then, weirdly, some update will come and it'll be like, oh, I can, I can reroute it this way or do yeah. whatever. And Did you find it was a bit of a pain in the arse trying to find your sound before things like this, this line six? Because um, the bass but, is a tricky one, isn't it? Because like things like distortion and bass, a lot of the times you lose low end yeah, if you don't yeah. use the right pedal. We were yeah. talking about this today as well, weren't we? We were, yeah. We found the Boss Blues, Blues Driver. Blues Driver. Did it. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's one that we used because everything, we were trying to find a sound and everything just cuts out the low end and you, you just like. Well, it just work. warmed it. Like, it yeah. was like a tube amp warmed sound as opposed to. So you got a lot of distortion out of it, yeah. Yeah. but you just didn't lose the bollocks to it. Do you know what oh. I mean? That was the, we're playing in Bricks, which was our punk band. Yeah. It, I remember the what we band. Yeah, sent all the stuff. I think I've, I think I might have sent you some stuff. Yeah, yeah he definitely. was singing in it. Ah, yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and I was, cool. I was drumming I was in that one. Uh, guitars yeah. and vocal. Um, yeah, might do another one of them at some point. We should do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's something that we always struggled with: was finding that st- getting the sound that you want. Yeah. It's all right, recording bass and getting the sound that you want. Was taking it live was always a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yes, all all this gear now you can do loads of it. You just need to get into how it works. You yeah. just geek out on online yeah. about like yeah, EQ and compression yeah. is what a lot of it comes down to. Because yeah. you can make all the gnarly sounds, but it's where they sit right yeah. together, which is where you need, it, you need them in the right places. Yeah. And then Absolutely. with the right level of like, you know what I mean? All at the right levels in their right place sort yeah. of thing, which kind of usually gets overlooked. Well, well, yeah, otherwise it doesn't drop. It. You just think, load it all in and it'll bang, but it actually You can't actually hear it. Yeah, no. So the frequencies are too low in the sub or something, and yeah, you're yeah. Not, and yeah. You do, half the things yeah. you're listening to. Well, a bit, a bit like when I just played that thing. The when the bass came in there, because we were going through tiny little speakers, it yeah. just totally cut out the mid range. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. And it's like you need it all pre-planned so that when yeah, because when this board goes live i send all direct signals fully direct to front of house yeah right to have all of them separately so they just all sit oh nice where they need to be so it's not like one signal with everything in it no it brilliant. was like they have the sub separate oh, so the they, they can mids. do their own mix they can do their own like it will be at right. the right level but yeah say for instance if they did want more sub they just they just turn up the oh. sub channel so i'll send it all separately right. out as well 
Yeah. So they'll have everything. It's all if they put it all at zero, it'd be cool. Yeah. If they did want to rag Bump more it. sub into yeah, the yeah, room yeah. or whatever, or automate yeah. a particular tune or something. Yeah, exactly. To drop yeah, yeah, they could bit. do that. Yeah. It's all fully separated in this unit. Yeah, that's so, smart. Though. Yeah, that's weird. It's obviously just going down in one because the subserviets. My poor little KRKs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little bastards. Yeah. <laughs> Can't it. yeah. But yeah, this wicked. I think everyone should get them. No, there's a ama- there's other amazing stuff, but for me, mm. c- it's the automation thing. Yeah, so it sounds amazing. Yeah. Man. Because you can you can you can create a, a line with your feet. Yeah. So which a lot of there's better synth sounding pedals, but you can't then automate any part of it it's just like that's your sound yeah. it's like well yeah but i wanted to pull out this part in this bit and do you know yeah or maybe you could maybe root in a synth there and then use the automation parts of this to automate it that would work but yeah there's loads of options basically so what on that note is yeah. would you say if you're starting out yeah being like a session yeah what what are the sort of three things that you need to kind of go and get would you say on on like a relatively low budget or a, you know a starting out kind of budget if for you, pedals? If you, just if you were going to start out now, yeah, in this day and age, yeah, what's the sort of three bits of equipment that you'd go out for and get like as absolute has to haves in order oh, to get going? Um, I'd probably I'd probably get a synth because it's great to learn yeah. about how. Those like I learned how a synth works, and then took it to a pedal like a board. Micro Korg or something, or, Any, or anything or, really with a decent, yeah, like all the Moog stuff are amazing. Yeah, so all the yeah. filters and all like the yeah. gubbins in it are amazing. Yeah, I keep getting around to buying one of them, and then never having enough. Yeah, they're expensive, <laughs> but yeah, you, know, you, can get, you can get loads. Of, yeah, yeah. A, a decent synth because so much. If you go doing do session stuff as well, so much of it is electronic. Yeah, so like a decent synth or and sub fatties. Have you? They're wicked. Yeah, they are they're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They're cool. Oh. And then, yeah, this is good, yeah. like a decent pedal board. The one below the Helix is called HD500X. You pick them up for 200 quid and you can split the signal with them in, and then so like add distortions or whatever. So you yeah. can do a similar thing live yeah. to even, because the Helix is just over a grand, but you could still do one, you could still do it, you know, on a smaller budget. And still have this like one's a, this one's just over a grand. Yeah, this really? one's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it'd be way more than that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I no, it's like that, that eleven hundred. Cheap to me. Huh? That, that that sounds cheap. Yeah. Well, I mean, for for, for what it's doing, for what it's doing, it's insane. They're amazing. It's basically your whole career in a box. <laughs> it is. It's like every single place you go. The la- the do, you, do, do, you, do you have another yeah. one and back it up or something? Or I've not got. I've got two of the HD five hundred Xs. One of these, and I've got the old my old pedals for. Even though I don't use them, but just because they were the first things yeah, I yeah. learned on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but no, I've got a backup of my sounds. Yeah. So if something went wrong, I'd have to just do a quick run to a music Format shop and just buy a new one. Yeah. And then reload it in. So that it's easy. It's amazing for that because you literally just do a like a, a dump of all the yeah. information of what you've got on there. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully they're so sturdy though. They're super heavy. But then this fits in a backpack as well. So yeah. when you fly for a gig, you're cool. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> before I had a monster pedal board that would go under in the hold, yeah. and it would just get mashed. Yeah, because if you went to America, they open everything up and mm. pull out all your pedals yeah. and like have a good old search in there. Yeah, the amount of times 
a load of my stuff was mashed. It was annoying. And pedal boards don't some um, certain pedals just don't. They're take, not up for it. They just getting, don't take it. Yeah. No, they're not up for it. So yeah. this is why these are amazing. Yeah. Because the sounds have really stepped up to the point where I don't think with many you would tell the difference between a boutique version of the pedal and what's been programmed in here. Especially nah. for a big rig. Nah, I don't not think. So. Yeah. And then this goes on on like in a backpack on your back. So it's like so as long as you don't throw it around, yeah. it's gonna be mm. nicely looked after. Exactly. Yeah. Because for me, the set the sounds are more important than the bass. I yeah. could still do a gig and just mm. hire in another bass. But if I lost that I'd be like, oh, I'll be super stuffed. But yeah. So yeah, these are wicked. I reckon just Yeah. Nice bass. I always use fenders. A nice synth, nice pedal board. Yeah. But you could do it all on cheap. Yeah. A cheap, you could get a bass for like 300, 400 quid. They yeah. totally do, yeah. You get a HD 500X yeah. for 200 quid. Yeah. Second hand synth to learn about everything. Yeah. yeah. You off, off you go. Done. Yeah. Brilliant. What do you think the three most important things are that you need to do in order to in order to make a career out of either being a session musician or getting your band established or making your musical creation, whatever it is, arrive at a place where you can actually sustain yourself on it um it's hard because a lot of those a lot of the factors in making a band or so in the when you're writing your own music a lot of those factors are not actually you're not actually potentially in control of them Mm. so much do you know what i mean especially nowadays but then on the other hand you are because you can just self-release and stuff but i don't know i just know I don't know, it's a tricky one. It's a hard thing to do. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But, yeah, if you're doing your own music, you've just got to pile through, keep consistent with, like, what you want to do. Generate as much content. Learn as much as you can about everything. Like, learn about Photoshop. Yeah. Yeah. Learn about yeah. Photoshop so you can do your own posters, you yeah. generate your own content. Learn about editing videos, like learn about logic like do as much learn yeah. as much as possible by yourself. Yeah. Especially nowadays that's kind of a lot more accessible mm. than it ever has been before. You can just do everything. You, yeah, you can. And if you want to be that way about it you can get cracked software and all kinds of stuff yeah, nowadays where you all, can literally you can do it all for nothing yeah you can yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean you've you never been able to do that before no up until now no yeah so that that's amazing I'd say just yeah if you're doing your own band stuff just keep keep consistent and then yeah learn as much as you can about everything basically yeah yeah because and, and, and about the industry as well and like how it all all works and stuff yeah because i know a lot of artists that have just like say like new artists that have come out and there's loads of hype but once the hype drops off they then don't know where they're at or how stuff works yeah and it's like well then you know because there'll be a point say like a big pop artist will have a big hit and then but then if it pops off quite quickly what tends to happen is that your fans because it they after the new big thing they'll then forget about you you're mm. not like yeah. generating an organic fan base no and then once then they've been in that pot world then they come out of it and then they're like oh well how does this work how do I put out do your own thing and yeah it, and that's just through lack of not knowing what's going on yeah so I think yeah just like learning as much as possible about what's going on yeah I think um, 
I think you're right in that if you establish your idea of what you what you want to sound like and where you want to get to and just keep doing it yeah. keep at it and don't yeah yeah because then ultimately I, you're going to be happy with what you're putting out I've known yeah. people I've known people change the, their sound based on the venue that they're playing in like oh really yeah like you know they'll they'll kind of be more malleable to a situation or they'll get a, a review I played in a band that got a review that was kind of like oh you know they they should sound a bit more like this or blah 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 and, and they've they got were... right let's go back and rewrite oh, <laughs> no. yeah and you're like fucking ever moving target but That's because you're just one, per, one pin- person's view of yeah you're yeah, pinballing between like, yeah he's never probably written anything yeah it's just trying to uh, desperately yeah. be accepted I think is what it is rather than just staying headstrong and going nice. actually you know what I'm doing this because I love it and I'm doing this because it's the right yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. You've definitely got to do, do yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I've always done. We I started doing all the dubstep stuff before it got massive. Yeah, exactly. But I've always, always done that sort of stuff. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. just like constantly played in that world and yeah. that's what I like playing and I'll always keep playing that. Mm. So yeah, it's the same thing. Isn't it? Really? Just keep play, yeah. doing what you want to do and then you're going to be happy. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Great. Some, Good, good way to end it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that. That's a really great bit of advice. Um, just thank you again, mate, for, for having us on. It was cool. Yeah, this really? uh, lovely barge. We're going to put the fan back on now because I think we're all getting a little bit toasty. Yes, yeah. But um, this is definitely the first time we've, we've ever done anything like this on a barge boat on a canal in yeah, East London. So Welcome. just for the experience, man. Thank you so much. Thanks very much. Cheers, man. Fight base, man. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. Nice one, brother. Fucking old. And the cat. Thanks to the cat. Was that all right? Because I get worried about that sort no, of thing. I, don't I tend to like the loads.